Are you wanting to create a highly prosperous photography business doing what you love? Or maybe you have a great business already and want to up your game? Then you're in the right place. Master craftsman photographer Lucy Dumas and her guests are here to support you on your journey. Now here's your hostess and tour guide, Lucy. First impressions matter. Experts say we size up new people in somewhere between 30 seconds and two minutes. And that is a quote by Sonia Parker. So welcome again to The Profitable Photographer. I'm so glad you're back or that you've found this podcast for the first time. Um, And I have a favor to ask of you. Most photographers know other photographers. And if you could just take a few minutes to think about who might love to know about this show and send them a Facebook message or an email, then it would help this show keep going, help me continue to attract amazing guests and get to gain from their wisdom and experience. So thanks in advance for doing that. So our guest today is somebody new to me and I'll tell you a little about him and then a little story before we actually say hello. (laughs) So Craig Staley grew up on a farm in Iowa and he was always interested in marketing. Interesting. (laughs) He attended business school and began his career with America's largest home furnishing store. So we'll have to guess at that. And during this time, he built the e-commerce team and the business grew from seven figures to nine figure business. So that's a million to, is that a billion or is that a? Oh, it's in the hundred million range. hundred million. Okay. Is that all? (laughs) And after transitioning to the operation side of the business, he decided to begin his own website design agency. And HG Site Design is a full service marketing agency. So it's not just design, it's marketing that has a mix of traditional digital services to help small business owners like you and I take their businesses to the next level. He also has a podcast called the Small Business School Podcast where he interviews people like you and I Uh, that are experts in their fields and to learn about their path of success through wins and losses, I'm assuming. So welcome, Craig. Thanks for being on the show. Hey, thanks for having me. And thanks for the the wonderful introduction. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Okay. So I have a little uh, teaching before we get going, Craig. Sounds good. So I want to highlight the value of persistence. So Craig contacted me three times about being on my show. I wasn't dodging him, but when the email would come up, since he's not a photographer, I wanted to research a little more, maybe get in touch. It would kind of leave my email, you know, active group. And I would think, oh, I'll get back to that. (laughs) And by the third one, I was like, okay, anybody that's that persistent has a lot to teach people. So just on the basis of persistence, I was excited to get to know him. My dad used to call this stick-to-itiveness. And uh, so I'm sure we're going to really love learning from the great and powerful Craig. So, <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'll tell you what, I think the, the saying that I, I always go back to is the, the squeaky wheel gets the grease. So uh, apparently I got the grease in this situation. Yeah. And I was thinking that just like about 10 minutes before we logged on to this show about saying that term. So thanks for, thanks for doing it for me. Oh, not a problem. <laughs> not a problem. Okay. So in the notes, cause I always ask guests to mention their superpowers and possibly some talking points you talked about reputation management Mm -hmm. and I can guess about what that is, but I'd love for you to kind of put some meat on the bone. So what's reputation management or, or is there something I should ask you before that? No, no, that's a good way to start. So 
reputation management, I actually got familiar with when I was working at that home furnishing retailer. And, and I'll mention the name is Nebraska Furniture Mart, which sounds kind of like a, it must be a small little store, but each of our three stores were about a retail space, about 500,000 square feet. Yikes. So fur, furniture, appliance, electronics, it's about roughly the size of 10 Best Buys, if you can imagine that. It's like a mini shopping mall. But oh, wow, like a Walmart uh, on steroids. Yes, exactly. <laughs> if you can't find it there, you're, you're going to be out of luck because you're likely not going to find it. Um, but we had just opened a store in Dallas and we started noticing that, you know, some of our reviews online were not as good as at the other stores. You know, you're kind of new, you're getting used to your processes. So we started looking into reputation management, which is really a, a fancy way of saying your online reputation or reviews. And the goal really, whether you're a big business or a small business, obviously, is for whether you're on Facebook or Google, uh, we all kind of have a presence there, is to be as close to a five-star rating and have as many reviews as possible. Um, so that's kind of where I started looking into um, reputation management. And, you know, obviously for some major corporations, there's all these services and softwares that'll go out and help you improve that reputation and, and um, help you get your customers to actively speak out. Because in a lot of cases, especially with larger businesses, the customer is going to um, the happy customer is usually not the one that reviews. It's the dissatisfied customer. So you may have a hundred happy customers, but your three ne negative experiences or customers that had a negative experience, they're going to be mad enough where they're probably going to put a review out there. So you, you really need to, to try to get those, those happy reviews to, to outweigh the 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 situations where you have maybe a, a rough experience every once in a while. So, okay. So reputation management is primarily about reviews. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, it's really your online reputation. Okay. You know, most of us, you know, if our customers meet us face to face, we're going to have a great reputation. We, you know, we're great business owners. Um, but every once in a while we may make a mistake and not even know it. And, you know, we want to we want to do the best we can to, to keep those rough reviews off of our Google or our Facebook and, and really promote our happy customers to put the reviews on. So do you have like three or four tips on reputation management, how to keep that? Clean? I, I have a ton of tips probably, but, you know, I think the first thing that we all need to do as small business owners is I think we're all pretty good at having a Facebook page. I think most small business owners are really good at that. The thing where I think we're lacking is um, having a Google My Business page. And really, if you're not familiar with that, that's really kind of like today's version of the Yellow Pages. There's, there's a stat out there that less than, I think, 50% of small business owners have actually... Uh, claim their Google My Business page and actively update it. So, you know, there's a huge opportunity out there for people um, to claim their page, be active on it, and then to drive reviews to it. Um, so it's def definitely something, the first thing, the first step is go out there and claim your Google My Business page. And that's whether you have a location that's physical or you're a digital entrepreneur, you should go out and claim that page. So is that different than Google ads or is that the first place that you'd start is to have a page called Google My Business? It's first yeah, time I've heard of the phrase. So can you? Yeah, it's different. It's different than the Google ads. And actually it's kind of a sneaky, almost a secret that a lot of people don't realize. So you've, I mean, most all of us have seen it. If you go onto Google and you search, say, wedding photographers in San Diego, you're going to get 85% of the time a list with a map on top of it. And that list will be the, the kind of the top three ranked wedding photographers near you or in the, the area that you searched for. And those people are kind of actively managing 
um, their Google My Business pages. They obviously probably have a website and they've, they're doing some basic SEO, but it's, it shows up at the top of that Google search and you don't even have to pay for it. Okay. So it's something, so it's different or it's how you get on the map. Is that? Yeah, it's different than the ads. So if, if, if you're interested in, in figuring out how to do it, all you have to do is, um, go to Google and search Google My Business, and you'll be able to log in and claim your page. So in a lot of cases, if you have a physical address, you probably already have a page um, on Google My Business and don't even know it. Okay. Um, it just hasn't been claimed yet by you and you're not actively updating it. And it's, it's a place where, you know, if you have a physical location, you can put your hours in there. Um, the, one of the most important things that you need to do when you, after you claim it is select the category that you're in, because that kind of tells Google when a customer or potential customer searches that tells Google who to direct them to. So we'll take the photography example. Obviously, if I'm a wedding photographer, I'm going to pick wedding photography as my primary category mm-hmm. rather than just photographer. Or if I'm a newborn photographer, I'd want to select newborn because that primary category, um, when someone searches newborn photographers in my area and you selected newborn photographer as your, your primary category, then it's, you have a better chance of matching those searches. Okay. But it's all free. Okay. So when I Google, I'm not sure if it's portrait photography on the Google map or is it a Google map? Can't think too hard on that. Or uh, <laughs> anyway. just on Google. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I go to the map. Uh, there's 887. There's probably more now. Oh, within for sure. a four mile radius of me. So are you mm-hmm. saying all of those people? Because I think I, you know, I'm on the map. So I must have done something yep. <laughs> with it. All those people have entered or there's some organic um, placement on the map. So, um, likely of those 800, not maybe only half of them have claimed their page and are active. Usually the people that have claimed their page and they're active in Google, my business, those are the ones that'll show in what they call a local three pack. And when you do a Google search, say for portrait photographer, like you did, um, there's usually a, a small little map. It happens about 85% of the time. There's a small little map. And then under that map, there's the top three um, options for portrait photographers. And a lot of the reason why they get in that top three is their ability to get um, high reviews from their customers. Frequent reviews is kind of a key um, and then, you know, they're active on their, their Google, my business page. So one of the other tips I would have is, is as you're getting reviews from your customers, be active and respond, you know, whether they're a, a negative review or they're a positive review, um, showing that activity is a signal to Google that you take care of your customers and they'll, they'll move you up the list, um, for that as well. Whoa. <laughs> So it's just, it's like, there's this door I never even knew was there. Yeah. That it, you just open up that door and it's like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> and it sounds like, cause the whole world of search engine optimization is like people pay, you know, thousands of dollars a month sometimes to yeah. get good placement in SEO. Sounds like this is one of those hacks that. This is kind of a hack. I mean, it's, it's not a hundred percent surefire hack, but if you set up a system that you do a good job with asking your customers for reviews and following up, you know, the squeaky wheel gets the grease type of thing. Um, so ask for reviews, ask for reviews on the Google. Um, what I recommend is, is you have a good experience in your studio or wherever you, you take photos at the end of that experience, you know, the customer's paid you say, Hey, Jane, you know, I really enjoyed working with you. Would you be willing to write a review for us? It would, it would mean a lot to me. And most customers are going to say, yes, absolutely. No problem, Lucy. I'm going to write a review for you when I get home. 
the problem is, is from the time they get in their car and to the time they get home, they're thinking about baseball practice for their kids. And I've got something, a uh, presentation at work next week. And then your review kind of goes out the window. They're, they're pretty happy with you, but uh, you know, they, they forget we're all People humans. Are busy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that, that's where the follow-up comes in into place. And, and it's really, you know, following up with your customer and it, it can be as easy as saying, Hey, you know, thanks Jane. Again, I really enjoyed our time together. Here's a link to my Google, my business page. Um, if you m- mind clicking on it and just leaving me reviews or leaving me a review, that would be amazing. I'd really appreciate it. Oh. So it's just kind of that, that basic follow-up I've built a, a system for my business and for some of my customers' business where all that happens automatically. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, if you're just getting started out, the best way to do is just ask. It's mm-hmm. it's a simple way to do it, and most customers are going to oblige. So, I know Facebook has, which I don't have it clicked on. Yeah, because I I don't know. I guess I'm scared, <laughs> 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 which I shouldn't be because you know people like what I do. Yeah. But, um, but then I see uh, people when I'm in Facebook groups are like, oh my gosh, I just got this terrible review from somebody I didn't even photograph and such on, on Facebook, I believe. So mm-hmm. would you also be doing this on Facebook, on LinkedIn, on any place where there can be reviews or do you think? Yeah, I, I think the only place you stick away from, and it, it is going to depend on your, your business. Cause you know, if you're a, a, a doctor at a med spa, it's there's health reviews in different places that may be more relevant to them, but for a photographer, for sure, I'd be on Facebook, for sure, I'd be on Google. Um, As far as soliciting reviews, which is kind of what we're talking about here, Mm -hmm. the only thing I would stick away from is Yelp, because they have um, some terms and conditions about soliciting for reviews. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, you'll, you'll end up learning the hard way that basically Yelp, Yelp has some, some crazy algorithms that, you know, whether it's a good review or a bad review, they don't always mix it into your, your pool of reviews and your score. So you could get 10 reviews on Yelp and they could all be five stars and it might not bring your score up because they base it partially on, um, the person who's reviewing how many reviews they've put out on Yelp, how long they've been on Yelp. So Yelp would be the only one I would kind of stay away from actively pursuing, um, adding reviews to. So, hey, Craig, were you like taking notes when that happened to me? What's that? <laughs> On Yelp? Yeah. Is that what okay, happened? So I got a bad review from the teenage daughter of a very satisfied client of mine. Oh, shoot. But, you know, teenagers. And I admit it was not my easiest session and I didn't have the biggest rapport. And of course, I'm sure my photographers listening to this that have photographed the beautiful teenage girls, they're the most critical, right? Mm-hmm. So I get this, this not good review. And of course I was like, oh, you know, I'm sorry. And, you know, uh, your mom was really happy and, you know, have her contact me if there's anything I need to resolve so that, mm-hmm. you know, but then I thought, okay, I'm just, I'm going to send an email to my, you know, my big fan clients. And I had literally what you just said, 10 reviews and two of them showed up. Um, Now there was, there was a link that said other reviews that if you clicked on that, you could see um, the reviews, but that's Mm -hmm. when I learned that a, if you get a whole bunch all at once, Yelp knows you solicited it and they don't want people to just be padding their Yelp reviews with, with, um, you know, friends and so forth. So yeah, that, so I guess in my perfect world, maybe I'd send out like an an email a week over a year (laughs) to my favorite clients, like to one at a time or something. Um, because if they're not a regular poster, it doesn't have the weight that somebody that's regularly on there. So that's true. I, I guess when I, when I started getting into reputation management years ago, when I was with the furniture company, I learned kind of the hard way, just like you did that, you know what, 
Yelp is just a nut you can't crack and there's nothing you can do about mm. your Yelp score. You just kind of let it be what it is. Mm -hmm. I never check it. And I just focus on Google and Facebook myself nice. um, because I think, you know, the, the traffic that you're getting on Google particularly um, is going to be so much higher, so much more opportunity on Google than there is on Yelp. Um, when someone wants to solve a problem, likely they go to Google to solve that problem. Right. You know, if they need a, a plumber or a photographer, a website designer, if they don't have a friend that can recommend one, they're going to go to Google. Mm -hmm. um, and even if they do have a friend that can recommend one, they might still check Google. Right. Right. So do you recommend that I be less afraid about allowing uh, reviews on my photography coaching page? It, so are reviews on pages, not, not on private groups, right? But on business pages? Um, on the business page. Okay. That's, that's where, that's where you try to get the reviews both on, on Facebook and Google. Okay. So do you recommend that I open that up and then maybe ask some of my, you know, my favorite clients who I know had a great outcome to post? Is that hundred percent. Okay. That's what I would do. Um, you, you have, you probably have a list of past clients and that's, that's the first step is go, go through those past clients, send them a personal email and, you know, Hey, I was thinking about you. Um, you know, we're, we're trying to up our reviews on Google would be, would be great if you could help us out here great. and just one at a time type of deal. Yeah. Okay. Now, would you, would you invite them? Um, so I was asking particularly about Facebook, although oh, yeah. it was, as I was listening, I was thinking, oh, I should have also mentioned and Google, you know, to me, I know that what your answer would be on Google, Facebook. Yeah. I don't know why it's so public that mm -hmm. it's kind of scary, but so you'd recommend, no, I'm not putting words in your mouth. So <laughs> Craig, would you recommend that I ask them to do both? Yes. Okay. So what I, what I recommend and what, what I do with, with the system that I've built is, is I offer them both the Facebook link and the Google link. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, kind of, if you have one preference over the other, say you have a lot of good reviews on Facebook and you'd rather get Google, just put one first or over the other. Um, likely they might click on the, the first one, but it becomes a preference for them. But what I say is, you know, Hey, I'd love if you could leave us a review if you could, if, if you have the time and you can copy that review from Facebook that you left over to Google can be the exact same words, just paste it in, would appreciate that as well. So kind of give them the opportunity if they want to, they want to leave a review on both to do it on both. And some okay. people, some people only leave it on one, which is great. And some people will actually take the time to write their review on Facebook. Let's say just hit control C, copy it, and then paste it right into Google, give you another five stars, and you, you now have a review on both. Great. So for your podcast, yeah, do you have a separate review? Now, I don't have a separate Facebook page for the podcast. I just kind of merge them all together because it's all education and coaching and teaching yep. and learning and stuff. So would you invite them particularly to the to review your podcast do you have something like that um, i don't do that specifically for for listeners other than um on the podcast itself so at the end of my podcast you know i say hey you know thanks for listening we would really appreciate if you you'd uh subscribe and review the 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 program it'd mean the world to us um kind of at the end of the podcast but i don't actively try to get reviews on my, my podcast. I think over time I've gotten on the Google you know, maybe, plus or yeah, the Google for my sure not, on, not on Google. It's, I just collect the reviews on, okay. on Apple or Stitcher or wherever they're listening at. Right. Okay. Cool. Cool. Yeah. I didn't know Stitcher had one. I'm, I'm an Apple. It's a little hard to find if you don't know how to navigate to the reviews. Yeah. I find I'm sure more people would do it if it was more user-friendly. And what I think is funny, like Apple podcast, you only get to see, you know, maybe two or three of the reviews that were left for the show. I, maybe I'm missing something, but I can't find a way to, if you've got, you know, I think you have 44 reviews on your Apple 
uh, podcast. And, you know, I, I could only see the first three, which is kind of odd to me. Whereas Google and Facebook, you can read them all. Yeah. I thought I saw like 10 or something. I know you had, uh, lots of five stars. I, you know, got, I saw that, but anyway, so we're, we're having a little in-house discussion. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) No, I like it because, you know, there might be some of our, my listeners, or I assume your listeners are going to love listening to me interview you with asking the questions they wish they'd ask you. Uh, Okay. Sometimes I get (laughs) like, I have something to say, and then I say a bunch of stuff before it that I forget (laughs) what What am I playing? Oh, I know. Uh, if it comes back to me, it will. Okay. So your number one when you're supporting small businesses is to get those active reviews, get positions. Yes. Now, what if like I don't want people showing up at my door? Yeah. So what do you do in that case? Well, do you have a physical location like a studio that you shoot at? No, I have my house. Okay. Yeah. In that case. Same with me. I do not put my address in Google My Business. Okay. So you don't, you can omit your address. And if you don't have like normal business hours, you can omit the business hours. Okay. Um, but if you do have like regular hours at a studio or something like that, you can, you can add those in and, mm-hmm. and all, all sorts of information about your business, you know, down to if you have a bike rack or not. So, yeah. I was always scared that I'd be like in my slippers. Yeah. And, and my whatever sloppy thing, I'm, this is pre zoom now with zoom, I like comb my hair every morning and <laughs> put on a little makeup and make sure the top half of me is presentable. But yeah, exactly. You can, but, you can wear whatever jogging you know, pants on the bottom half. No one knows. And I make sure that uh, whatever's behind me mm-hmm. is nice and neat. <laughs> but the fear as a photographer working in her home studio is somebody coming to the door looking for a photographer and you know i'm standing there definitely not looking like a professional because (laughs) it's it's a work day but not a meet with clients day so yeah yeah. okay well i know we just touched on just one tiny little aspect of all the smart stuff that you know let me see i think check 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 my first three questions so is this a good time to transition into website question yeah whatever you want okay so website platform first of all let's start with the basics yeah and now in my industry um there are platforms that are specifically photographers for photographers Mm -hmm. where we can plug and play it's already designed and it's its own um like there's show it and there's pro photo and there's Zenfolio and some mm-hmm. different ones, some that may not be that SEO friendly or may, I'm not sure, because I don't know all that stuff. So what are your thoughts about the, the best platform options well, well, for, pers- particularly for photographers? So personally for me, like, I guess I look at it in two different ways. If you're just starting out in photography or any small business, um, my my feeling on the subject and I build websites for a living. I want to build, build someone's website. But my feeling is if you're just starting out, don't spend the money to hire someone to build the the website right away. I would, I would go out and look at, you know, maybe one of the options that you mentioned or something like Squarespace or Wix, that's pretty plug and play, pretty easy to kind of drop images, drop text, um, and get you just kind of a, a location for your, your web business. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if you've, um, have you ever seen the movie field of dreams? Oh yeah. You know that movie. Oh yeah. sure. If we build it, they will come through the cornfields and play baseball. I mean, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. If they build it, they will come is kind of what I feel like some of my clients, um, feel like is we're going to build this website. And then all of a sudden a steady stream of clients are just going to jump on that website and start calling me. <laughs> right. But unfortunately, we all know that's, that's not the case. So that's why I kind of feel like, you know, build, build a basic website that has your contact information. And for, you know, for a photo studio, obviously you want some of your work on there and, you know, just the basics, a little bit about you. Mm-hmm. And then as you grow, I kind of look at, at small business websites more as a platform than a website. Um, so when you start growing and you start trying to scale your business, 
and you're maybe going to do Facebook ads or Google ads or something like that. Um, I think the, the, the biggest mistake we can make is, is sending a Facebook ad to our homepage. Mm-hmm. Um, you want as, as relevant of a page specific to that ad um, for the customer to land on. So, so it's a, a seamless transition. And that's where, you know, that's the point where I think it's, it's time to probably move to something like WordPress, which mm-hmm. is, is what I build on. Um, it, it's more customizable. Um, you're going to be able to build some of these custom landing pages and, and do a little bit more with it. Obviously there's a ton of plugins that you can, you can put into a WordPress site for, for anything from a photography, um, type plugin to, you know, whatever, whatever you want, it's out there. So that's, that's kind of how I would move as you're, as you're starting to scale and you're starting to advertise more and you're going to drive people to the website. That's, that's when I would start looking to upgrade it to something like WordPress. Right. I agree. Yeah. I, for somebody that may not know how that might apply in our photography world. Um, and just FYI, Craig, this whole, um, let's pivot during COVID. Mm -hmm. (laughs) pivot the word of 2020 yeah um people discovered facebook ads as a way Mm -hmm. to get coaching clients not coaching photography clients sure very targeted you know uh, strategies and often the suggestion is to do a landing page for them to click on and what i've noticed sometimes people will say well i tried a facebook ad and it didn't work and i'll okay, well, show me the link and, and it'll do exactly what you said as it goes to their website. And then there's way too much to look at Mm -hmm. when what we're trying to do is get them to click and do a thing, either get the free thing, which we're going to talk about your free thing, but I imagine it's the perfect example of what you're talking about. Is that right? I I hope so. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I should, I'll, I'll edit that out. If No, no, no. <laughs> I'm <it> kidding. <laughs> um, but yeah, that simplicity for a specific action that we want people to take um, is how those kinds of things are more successful is especially with photographers, we can, we can get in the weeds, you know, people mm-hmm. like for photographers, we have pretty stuff on our websites. And so someone can start looking and clicking and maybe you have a blog. And so then they're looking and pretty much they have that sort of visual exhaustion Mm -hmm. and they forget why they went there in the first place. (laughs) Yeah. And then they don't, uh, you know, send you the, the yes, please. I'd like to know more about the offer from your Facebook ad. Am I, am I on track? Am I, you're definitely on track. I mean, you bring up a really good point about when you when you're running a Facebook ad or a Google ad or any type of ad that's going to drive the customer to take action. You have to have a goal in mind of what action you want them to take. Uh, if you take them to their homepage, now they have a lot of options. They can hit your contact form. They can look at photos. They can get get distracted. Um, so you want to get them on a landing page where, in in my case, the free thing that you brought up, my goal is to provide you value, um, in exchange for your email address. Right. And in the old days, you could put a, a signup form on your homepage and people would sign up for it for nothing. And people still do that, but just no one's signing up. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you have to provide some sort of value that's worth it now for customers, uh, in, you know, 2021 to give out their email address because they know there's an opportunity then for you to, send them a message. Right. So if people haven't heard this term or they're sick of this term, it's called a lead magnet. Exactly. And if you go to my website, Craig, and click on the on the tab called gift, you'll see, a, I think it's seven tips for attracting your ideal client report. And which has got a lot of good stuff in. So anyone listening, if you haven't done that, Lucy Dumas coaching, Lucy with an I. Yeah. So that's what you're talking about, right? Yeah. And as long as we're just giving out lead magnets, mine is, <laughs> is HG site design slash GMB for Google, my business. And, you know, in exchange for your email address, you'll get three videos on setting up your Google, my business account. And then also a little ebook with some more details right. on, 
what to do with setting up your Google My Business. Awesome. You get a lead magnet. You get a lead magnet. <laughs> Everybody got has a lead magnet. But yeah. on, on the contrary, that might not be your goal as a photographer. Your goal might be um, rather than get the email address, you might want them to call. So that's that might be the goal of that landing page. You might mm. take them to a landing page that says, the first 10 customers to call me today will get 50% off their session or whatever the whatever the offer is. And now your phone's going to ring. And that's, that was your goal. It was mm. to get on the phone with them and, and get something scheduled. So it doesn't have to be a lead magnet, but there always has to be some sort of goal on that landing page and don't drive them to your homepage. Uh, you just like a little light bulb just exploded over my head. <laughs> oh, hopefully it didn't Thank hurt. You. It's not messy <laughs> because one of the challenges, even with these Facebook ads sometimes where what, um, if you go back in my show, you'll see a couple of, of my guests have shared about how they do Facebook ads. And so it, it'll be like looking for five people who, you know, fill in the blank and I'm building my portfolio and here's what you get is basically mm -hmm. the ad or the boosted post. And it's always like, okay, so how do we actually get them on the phone? And so that's a really interesting idea to have the lead magnet be, you know, the first five people that call me get an extra bonus or I don't know, yeah. my wheels are turning. So I'll be thinking about, well, good. about that. They're always turning, even when I'm trying <laughs> to sleep. <laughs> okay. So with with websites, you're suggesting just get in the game, get a website, plug and play, Wick, uh, or what were some of the other ones? Wix, Squarespace are kind of some basic ones. I, like you said, I you you probably know some better ones for for photographers, but Wix and Squarespace are kind of those entry level mm -hmm. twenty for twenty bucks a month or less. You can get a website builder, a domain. And eventually, once you have that domain name and you want to upgrade your site and, and do some more things, you can carry that domain name along to WordPress or wherever else you might want to go. But right. yeah, th that's kind of where you start. Right. And is it correct that WordPress is much more search engine optimization friendly? I think you have on WordPress the opportunity, you know, for someone who who really knows SEO to get in there and and optimize. Mm -hmm. um, there's more maybe plugins available for it. You know, I'm I'm not an expert in in Squarespace or Wix enough to say that they're not as good as WordPress. Okay. Um, but definitely WordPress is more flexible and and provides you more options as far as developing the site. Got it. Kind of like for those of us listening. Well, those of us, of course, I'm listening because <laughs> <laughs> I have to. I get to. <laughs> um, <laughs> so there's the, the first Photoshop thing I ever had was called Photoshop elements. And mm -hmm. I think it came with my computer or it came with something free and then actual Photoshop. And, and I, I kind of learned some of the basics of Photoshop in that really simple platform. Mm-hmm. Or with Painter, I don't know if you about, know about, there's a program called Painter that's very not user-friendly, but amazing for photographers if they oh, want really? to digitally paint. But there is an entry-level Painter program that is much easier to use. So it mm. sounds like the same kind of suggestion of, you know, getting started, getting going, building something, and then letting yourself advance to just like Photoshop has so many more tools than Photoshop elements. WordPress, you know, is a very robust is what I'm hearing you say. And there's many, many more options that where you can keep growing your business and so forth. Am I on track with that? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, when you're getting oh. started, it's something like Squarespace and Wix is a real small investment. You don't need anything fancy. And then it kind of, as you're growing and you, you're building out your platform for whatever it might be, whether you, you allow your customers to log in and, and see their photos and even order them online, or, um, you know, you're going to do ads on your, your website, that, that might be the point where you start thinking about going to something like WordPress. Right. And so people listening, Lucy Dumas does not recommend selling 
your work online, unless you're doing, if you're doing portraits and weddings, but that's, you guys know that if you're listening, <laughs> but, <laughs> but I hear, totally hear what you're saying. And for some people, if they're not going to do landing pages, if they're not going to get more, mm -hmm. like they just want to have some social proof, Yep. then they may never need to change. 100%. But WordPress gives you that freedom. And in my world, I don't pay a monthly fee for WordPress. I do mm -hmm. pay to have it hosted. But um, whereas the other monthly, like I was with Show It for quite a while and it was like 40 bucks a month and that adds up over the years. So I've actually saved money by having a, a WordPress site. You you bring up a really good point that I didn't really think of is is WordPress is actually probably cheaper on the entry. It's just more complicated, I think, for a beginner that's not maybe used to building a website than some of these other platforms. So to your point, yeah, you might be paying a little bit more um, for a Wix or a, a Squarespace, but you're you're going to get a little more. It's a little more user friendly for someone who's who's a beginner as far as websites go. Right. And that's where someone like you who knows the ins and outs is I would imagine a really smart, not I would imagine because well, anyway, it's a really smart investment to hire a professional. And I assume you recommend that too, being as that's part of your business, right? Yeah, for sure. I mean, just <laughs> like just like I can go out and take a picture of my family. If I, if I hire you, Lucy, you're going to do about 72 times better than yeah. I am. So <laughs> something, um, gosh, who is it? Oh, I know people that are in my community know the name Roberto Valenzuela. And if you want to look him up sometime, he does beautiful work. He's a great teacher. And his response when someone says, yeah, well, I'm going to go, you know, have, uh, do what you just said. And he always says, you're going to look fat <laughs> <laughs> because we know how to make people look their best. It not, you know, I would put in old and fat. That's always <laughs> what I'm working on is just people yeah. looking their best. So thank you. Smooth for, out the wrinkles. Exactly. And pose you in a way where your smile doesn't look like cheese face, but exactly but your, your eyes, my, my are, wife, Oh, sorry. My, my wife would say that that might be difficult for me. She says, whenever I smile, I've got my fake smile on. So not when you're working with a professional, I would not have a challenge at all because when I'm working with people, I'm talking and playing, mm -hmm. I've got my camera on a tripod. So I'm interacting my eyes and your eyes. And I have little things that I can have people say to get, and I never ask somebody to smile. Uh, I just evoke it. And, and I watch for that minute where everybody's got a real expression. And that always comes in from the eyes and whatever the mouth does, it does. So anyway, that's a true challenge talent. accepted. Come from Omaha. <laughs> All right. Come visit San Diego and I'll prove you. I'll prove my point. Anyway, it's fun talking to you. Uh, you know, the little twist, because I'm mostly always talking to photographers. So this is, I mean. I'm so happy that you sent those three emails, Craig, so we can. Well, I'm happy you responded and, yeah. and I'm excited to have you on my show. Yeah, I can't wait for that. So let's see. So before we wrap up, I want to remind the listeners to stay tuned for my little quick summary and to join my private group, of course, the Profitable Photographer, and then like the page, Profitable Photographer page, and keep your eye out for me opening up that that review spot and if you've enjoyed the podcast or we've worked together i would love a review how's that i'm, I'm learning right that's perfect you're gonna have <laughs> you're gonna have a ton of reviews when you get that thing open good i better do it now okay so i have a couple questions for you sure so number one you've already answered which was about your special offer yep so it's hgsitedesign.com slash GMB. Yep. For Google My Business. And is there somewhere that you, because we're going to have in the show notes, we'll have your Facebook and Instagram and all that. Sure. Um, but what's the best way to get in touch with you? Um, you know, the best way probably is 
probably my email, you know, you can go to hgsitedesign.com and get my contact form, but um, you can contact me directly if you have more questions or you want to learn a little bit more about what we talked about today. I'd be happy to answer any of those. Um, you can email me directly at craig at hgsitedesign.com. Great. And so the last question is, is there either something that after we sign off, you'd be like, oh, I should have mentioned this or something you want to leave us with? Like, have I given you the chance to really kind of squeeze out that knowledge that you love to share? So yeah, I, th I think you, you covered a lot of it. I, I would just one piece of advice that I think I've learned over time you know, as a small business owner is you're going to hear if you, you listen to podcasts or you follow people's Facebook groups or different things, you're going to hear a ton of different strategies. Um, not all of them are going to be right for you. Um, don't try to do all of them. Uh, sit down and think about what's right for your business. Focus on that and drive towards that. And don't second guess yourself. Um, because in, in most cases, your, your gut's probably correct and you can't do 10 things. You're, you're not going to do any of them well. Right. That's awesome. Okay. And I know I wanted to ask you Yeah. for photographers, I have my own opinion, but I'm not a web designer. Yeah. I, are there some particular tips for artists and photographers to include in our website or not have in our website? Hmm. You know, what comes to mind, obviously, it's, it's so obvious is, is, you know, photos of your work and varying photos of your work, depending on probably your subject to what you photo, um, whether it's families or pets or, you know, whatever it is, I think, I think you should obviously have that. That's, that's kind of the, the table stakes. You know, we've talked about so many different things from, from lead magnets. Obviously you want to have your contact information, but you know, the, that's the one thing that I can just think of right off the bat that you have to have on there is, and I, I would say, keep it as updated as possible. I think sometimes we build our websites and we, we kind of set it and forget it and, and don't update it. I would, I would update it even seasonally, um, if possible, if there's, if your area, you know, in, in Omaha wedding season is kind of more in June, I'd probably have more wedding stuff on if I do wedding. Oh, yeah. Um, where family photos, it seems like around here, at least that's a little more summer and fall type of activity, um, you know, where it's a little more seasonal. I, I would make sure you're constantly updating that, you know, obviously when you're booking senior photos, you'd want to make sure those are on your website or at least featured on the homepage. So mm -hmm. just keeping it up to date and, and, you know, seasonal, I think is, is maybe a good tip. Great. Now, just to piggyback off of that, um, yeah. Less is more in photography. What I see a lot is that people just dump everything mm. on there like it's a catalog. And I see a photography website as it's an advertisement to get people, like you said, to call, to, mm -hmm. to get in touch with us right away without getting lost in the weeds. And um, yeah, so we're on the same page. I like the idea of if you have a couple specialties, keeping active, keeping things in the forefront. So like right now, family portraits are, you know, people, especially, you know, COVID is still with us, but people are traveling mm -hmm. and people are thinking about family portraits in the next three, four months. It's really the season for it. So yeah, I really like that idea. If I could give one more tip, you, something sure. you said made, made me think of it. You said, you know, making, you know, getting people to call. Um, one thing I'd recommend too is making it easy for customers to contact you. Um, so not just putting your contact information, maybe in your header or your homepage. Um, if you have a list of, of photos, say, you know, your wedding photo page or whatever, put your contact information at the bottom of those photos too. Right. Um, so once they've scrolled to the bottom, um, whether you want them to email you or call you by phone, that that's easy access for them. Right. I've tried to get in touch with some people and had to search, search, search for their phone mm. number or even their email. And the only thing is a contact here that doesn't have the email. And yeah, 
um, I was listening to something recently and they suggested a book now button on every page. And it doesn't necessarily take you to a book now because for my the people that I coach, what we want to do is get in conversation first. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, having it, what you just said. So yes, yeah. get in. call to call to action. You know, easily accessible for the the customer to to do whatever you want them to do right. to get in contact you. Yep, yep. And just one other little unrelated thing is I personally think that it isn't wise to watermark every photo on your website because clearly they know it's your work and someone can so easily take a photo and take off the watermark anyway, if they're going to steal your stuff, it's not going to stop that. But being a visual medium, when a, a beautiful image comes up, we want them to have full impact of that. And sometimes to me, a, a logo can be a little distracting. So that's a that's a great tip. It's just a little like a PS. <laughs> yep. So, well, Craig, um, uh, I want to thank you so, so much for this conversation and for being persistent. Um, there's a great book. Have you heard of the book called Grit? I have not. Ah, so it's all about tracking people who are successful and what they have in common. And it's not their race, their gender, where they were raised, if they're rich or poor, if they had a bad childhood, a great childhood, it's that they have grit. They have that stick to itiveness. And mm. clearly you do. And to my benefit and the benefit of my listeners. So thank you, Craig, for um, being on my show. Well, thanks for agreeing to be on my show. So it, it really turned full circle. It's to my benefit now. So we'll get you on the show and it, it'll be a great learning lesson for everybody. Great. So it's a win-win. Absolutely. Okay. Yep. So stay on, uh, Craig, so we can have a little after, after chat and everybody listening, stay on. So you can listen to my, a little bit of summary. Thanks so much, Lucy. You're very, very welcome. Hey, I'm back for a sec because there was a question I had for Craig and he was going to tell me in private. And I thought, wait, let's record this. So the question was on Facebook, particularly, but maybe it applies to Google. When you get a bad review, if you do, I mean, I hope you never do, but hey, people post things that don't even know you and pretend that they used your service. So what do you do, Craig, when you get? So whether you get a good or a bad review, I always recommend responding. And you have to kind of take the high road for sure. If because you got to realize there's other cust potential customers that are going to read these reviews. They're they're reading through and looking at these reviews to see if they want to hire you. Um, so how you respond is pretty critical. So if I get a bad review, I'm going to say, "Hey John, you know I'm so sorry that you had a bad experience. Can I email you and we can work this out? I want to make sure that you're taken care of." Great. That's what that's what I would say. Okay. And I and I would um, send them an email offline and say, Hey, John, really sorry. I didn't realize we had a bad experience. Let me make it up to you. What can I do for you? The, and not to, to plug, but I'm going to plug my, my review system that I use and my customers use. There's a thing called review gating. So one thing you can do to prevent some, we're all going to have a bad experience and maybe not even know we had a bad experience with a customer, maybe something we unintentionally did. So what we, what I do is when I send out a questionnaire for the customer to review, they click on a link and it takes them to my website first. And it, they're met with a thumbs up and a thumbs down. And if they click the thumbs up, it takes them to go ahead and review on Google or Facebook. But if they click the thumbs down, now I know they had a bad experience. So I take them to a contact form rather than to review. And on that contact form at the front, at the beginning, I say, hey, I'm really sorry you had a bad experience. Please let me know what we could have done better and let me take the opportunity to make it right. Now they're contacting me through email rather than leaving a bad review. Got it. Um, so that that's called review gating. You can do it with, with Google and Facebook, but that that gives you the opportunity to take that, make it right with the customer and then say, hey, now that I've made it right, 
would you please go back on and and give me a review? I, w- I would love for your your review. That'd be great. Brilliant. So so it gives you an opportunity to kind of fix those issues that you may not have even known were an issue. So is that thumbs up, thumbs down? Is there a platform or a plugin for that? Or it, it's something I've built personally oh. for WordPress, and so um, you know. If customers are, or if, if any of your listeners are interested, I can tell them more about it. Um, but it's, it's a reputation management platform. Um, and then, you know, basically the, what happens is when they ask the customer, like we said before, sometimes the customer is not ready. And so through that platform, we send them a, here, here's my persistence again. We send them three emails and, and say, and they're all automated once we put their email address in. And we say, hey, would you like to leave us a review? Here's a link. A few days later, we say, hey, just just a little nudge here. A week later, we send them another little nudge. And then after that, we leave them alone. Or if they answer any of those emails, we stop sending the the emails to them automatically. And, and then they leave you the review. And hopefully, you're good to go at that point. Awesome. And if you get a review from someone that you didn't work with, yeah. Are, are there places that where you get to respond and you just say, Hey, I'm not really sure who you are. Um, yeah, I would respond to that. And, and I would say, Hey, you know, John, I, I don't know if we've ever worked together. It doesn't look like we have, maybe you've, maybe you've left a review at the wrong spot just to, so your customers are alerted that, okay, this might've been a mistake. And then I think on, yeah, or a troll. <laughs> Um, on Google, I'm not sure about Facebook, but on Google, there is a way to contest reviews. Okay. Um, so you can, you can contest that review and, and Google can do their thing and, and possibly remove it for you. Awesome. Well, thanks for jumping back in on that to, I thought, okay, he's going to share this good stuff, but I think everyone else would like to know it too. So absolutely. (laughs) All right. So thanks again. (laughs) No problem. Thank you. Bye. So here's my quick wrap up of this great conversation with Greg Staley. First of all, we talked about the importance of reputation management, and that was going in depth about testimonials, reviews, and so forth, and how to make yourself available for them by doing Google My Business pages and allowing Facebook reviews and uh, different places, and then ways to get people to actively support them. And then at the end of the call, a little bonus is I asked them what to do if uh, we had problems with someone doing a review, especially if it isn't justified or we don't even know them. So uh, stay tuned. Well, you've probably already heard that now if you're listening to this. Anyway, he said that the Google My Business page is the today's version of the yellow pages. And he gave tips on how to find that and what is most important, which one he said was your category and how to get those reviews. I think I already said that. Anyway, and we talked about uh, the websites and getting started, and I really appreciated his mention that it's fine to start with an easy-to-navigate template that's economical, like Wix or Squarespace, or I know Zenfolio has worked for some of my coaching clients to begin with, and then as we grow and grow in our social media uh, intentions and building an email list and, and social media marketing, then using WordPress can expand our capacity. And we talked about landing pages and calls to action. And then his final advice was, although we're going to hear a lot of different strategies, and even if you just listen to the hundred and plus episodes of this podcast, there's a lot of strategies. So he says, uh, focus on what feels right to you and don't second guess yourself. So I hope you enjoyed this podcast and the rest, and I would love to hear from you. All right. Have a great uh, day, week, month, whatever's coming up for you. (laughs) Okay.
Bye. You have been listening to The Highly Profitable Photographer with Lucy Dumas. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please rate, subscribe, review, and share. To connect one-on-one and learn more about our coaching programs, just go to lucydumascoaching.com. Until next time, go have fun photographing and selling your work.